Welcome to What People Don't Talk About, an interesting podcast where we socialize controversial topics that you may otherwise keep to yourself. Let's talk about trends, inner thoughts, and other interesting subjects to differentiate fact and fiction, truth and myth, and other debatable ideas. Open your mind and your mouth as we discuss these matters in an informative and thought-provoking turn. Welcome to What People Don't Talk About. Today we're going to talk about plastic surgery. Is it beauty crafted or natural? First, we have to start by talking about the history of plastic surgery. Many say that plastic surgery really started in Egypt with all the processes where Egyptians used to put and insert seeds and bones to prepare the mummies for important people. This was 3000 BC. From there, records and texts talk about a very well-known surgeon, an Indian healer called Shushruta, and he lived around 600 years before Christ. He was well-known for nose reconstructions, especially because in those days, people used to be punished for adulteries cutting their nose off. He would craft with skin from the cheek to the nose using plant pieces as the nostrils to hold the shape. From there, in ancient Rome, it was very well known that Romans enjoyed rhinoplasty and also scar removal. In the Middle Ages, plastic surgery was associated with witchcraft and was considered as a sign of the devil. What about that? In 1597 is the first time that a true plastic surgery text appeared. The book was called Surgery of Defects by Implantation, written by Gaspar Tagliacosa, a professor of the University of Bologna of Surgery and Anatomy. He is considered the father of plastic surgery. What's interesting is that until that moment, the term plastic was not part of this practice. The term plastic comes from the Greek word plasticus and the Latin word plasticus, which means able to model. Only in 1818, the the German doctor Karl Ferdinand introduced the topic as rhinoplastic to refer to doctors modeling the tissue of the noses. And in 1838, Edward Seitz introduced in his book the term plastic surgery as a medical term. After the World War I is when plastic surgery started to evolve because due to the wars, a lot of people had injuries that needed to be reconstructed. And the Armenian doctor and oral surgeon, Varastat Kasakyan, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, was the first one and pioneer of new techniques of plastic surgery, what are considered right now what we know as the modern plastic surgery. In 1924, John Hopkins started the plastic surgery training program and the American Society of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgeons, ASPS, was founded in 1931. But then what happened? World War II happened, starting in 1939, and a lot of things about plastic surgery needed to be improved, including the instrument that would improve the outcomes of the surgery. 
major advances of plastic surgery and craniofacial surgery happened in the 1960s and 1970s, including breast implants, etc. And then the new surgeries like liposuction techniques, tummy tops, and everything related to the body were developed in 1980s and 1990s. In the modern era, everything from hand transplant to scar removal to breast implant to liposuction, nose rhinoplasty, everything is a service called as plastic surgery and now has become available for everybody. More and more, we see that these services are available even in a most cost-effective way with payment plans and not only necessarily because of reconstructive purposes or to remove tissue, scars, or due to injuries, but more of a static way of living. And this is what we're going to be really talking about today, right? We needed to know what's the history about plastic surgery, where did this, this topic started, who started it out. As we can see, this is very ancient. But how is it now? How is plastic surgery nowadays? Is it really because of reconstructive purposes? Is it really a matter of health or is it a matter of beauty? Well, there's still being a lot of reconstructive procedures done right now. According to the American Society of Surgeons, 4.4 million tumor removal reconstructive procedures were done in 2019. And these numbers didn't change compared to 2018. They had also laceration repairs, maxillofacial surgeries, and hand surgery 141,000 in 2019, according to their statistics. However, in 2019, the top five cosmetic surgical procedures were breast augmentation, the first one, with almost 300,000 surgeries, liposuction, 265,000, nose rhinoplasty, with 200,000, and facelifts, with 123,000 procedures. So the numbers are really impressive of how many people in the United States have done these types of procedures. And the majority of people doing this type of procedure, cosmetic procedures, 7.9 million people doing procedures, are between 40 and 54 years old. However, the numbers from younger people are also impressive. People from 30 to 39 years old combined were a total of 2.9 million. And people from 20 to 29, were on the 800,000 people. 92% of all cosmetic plastic surgery procedures are done to female, and that tends to increase year over year. Something that I found was very interesting in the statistics, 12.7 million of the people who do plastic surgery are Caucasian, Hispanic, 2 million, African-American, 1.7 million, and Asian-Americans, 1.2 million. These are 2019 statistics from the American Society of Plastic Surgeons in a report that they do called Plastic Surgery Statistics Report. Very interesting to read these numbers and really see the vast of procedures they have, how often people do plastic surgery, and in total, there were like 18.1 million of cosmetic procedures in the United States. No change from 2018. That's impressive. That's crazy that 18 million people do plastic surgery every year. So definitely is a matter of health in some cases, 
we see that 5.9 million people did reconstructive procedures. But if we compare it to the 18 million, it is really impressive the numbers of people who do it because of a matter of beauty. What causes somebody to do some plastic surgery for cosmetic purposes? Well, the influence of the media and the perfect images, especially for women, as we saw, has a huge influence in the perception of beauty and what women think is beautiful and how can they meet those expectations of that particular way of looking. Plastic surgery has had tremendous advances in the years and it's safer than it was before. But there is a reality also that is called body dysmorphic disorder. That is a common co-occurring disorder when people become addicted to plastic surgery. Why does it happen? Well, it says that when the plastic surgery doesn't quote-unquote fix somebody's appearance according to their needs or their perfect image that they want, they feel worse than they felt about themselves before and they seek more procedures. But this becomes an infinite vicious cycle that is a, becomes a psychological problem and people need the support from family and psychologists to break free from the idea of wanting to have a continuous fix to their body through plastic surgery. So it's very difficult. I am 100% not judgmental about plastic surgery because I think it's so well accepted nowadays that if you have something that is really bothering about your image, do it. It's okay to do it. However, there's a deeper problem or a deeper thing that we all have to fix when we think about fixing the outside and how we look like. If you don't feel good with yourself and who you are, and if you don't feel good with your appearance, even sometimes if you lose weight or if you do do some plastic surgery procedure, you might still be insecure. You might still have low self-esteem after the fact because the appearance not necessarily changes how we feel. It can boost our self-esteem, definitely. I think everybody who's listening, if you lose some weight and you are at your ideal weight or closer to it, definitely you feel better than if you are a little bit overweight and not in the perfect image that you want for you. And you feel healthier, more active, and that makes us feel good. I am a person that is not opposed to plastic surgery at all. I do believe at the same time that we have to learn how to love ourselves and how to age. It's not easy, everybody. When I turn 30 and I start looking in, my, in, my, in the mirror, in my eyes, we're getting like those lines in the sides. I freaked out. My body does not respond to exercise the same way that it used to before, for example. I used to be a track and field athlete when I was younger. And, and it was easy for me to adapt to high-intensity trainings. Nowadays, I, I train five to six days a week, and still it's so difficult to lose weight. I gained like 20 pounds in the last two years due to work, travel, body habits, relationships. <laughs> Everybody gained some weight in relationships. Well, I did. <laughs> Usually when I'm happy, I tend to eat, and when I'm sad, I don't eat. 
And it's more, more and more difficult to lose weight than it was before. And I've done some plastic surgery myself, some breast uh, implantations, and I, I still want to fix them. <laughs> I still want to, now I think they're too big and I want to go for a smaller size, right? I don't know if I have the guts to go through plastic surgery again. It was a little bit of a traumatic experience for me and a lot of allergies and pains after. So I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for plastic surgery, but I do think it, it helps somewhat certain fixtures that make you feel better and more comfortable. You cannot have a Barbie doll body. Well, some people do. Some people do think that they can have a Barbie doll body and they go through multiple treatments to with this dysmorphic disorder addicted to plastic surgery, but that's not healthy. That's definitely not healthy. Now, I've talked to people, friends and guys, and I've asked them, like, how do you feel about plastic surgery? Women who are done versus women who are not done. And it, it is crazy to hear how many guys, for example, me asking guys about, about breast implants and all of that, that guys tend to feel that they don't like the feeling of fake boobs. <laughs> and we women tend to do them to look good and especially to attract the opposite sex or uh, or the same sex, depends what your preferences are. But you do it to attract somebody else, to, to be attractive to, to your partner. And they usually don't like how it feels. They say, they always say, I prefer real. Wow. It could be just fake men talk also. But they, I've seen some fake booties that are horrendous. <laughs> and not for nothing, but here in Florida, we see a lot of plastic surgery made women. The booty plastic surgeries are the worst. The booty implants look like two pillows put in the body. Especially if you don't have muscly, or not necessarily muscly, but if you don't have legs that go well with the size of the booty, the implant that you're putting on, it looks so fake and super weird. So if you guys are ever thinking, whoever's listening are thinking of getting fake booty implants, rethink about it. It's better to do some squats and work out and, and gain some muscle there and like some mass there little by little that just going and put some air down there. Plastic surgery is also not necessarily safe, right? It's not always fail-proof. I've always been afraid of the ideas of plastic surgery, even minor things in the face. I have used Botox and one of my eyelashes was like super high, higher than the other one, and I looked mad as if I was angry all the time, like with that angry face. I hated it. I hated it so much. And it takes months to fade away. And you're looking at yourself at the mirror and you're like, that's not me. That's not myself. So just a crazy experience I had once. But I have done laser hair removal. I don't know if that's considered certain minor, less invasive cosmetic procedure. But that was fantastic. I would recommend it to everybody. And that's a completely separate episode. But at the end of the day, I think that plastic surgery, it is a personal decision on how you feel about your body. My personal opinion and suggestion for everybody listening, especially for young girls, try to do it yourself first and work on yourself and self-love and self-care first before going to plastic surgery right away. There is a certain age after a woman has been a mom, after breastfeeding, or after certain circumstances in life 
that a plastic surgery is definitely recommended, right? If you had a baby and you need to remove some extra pounds or if you were overweight and you lost a lot of weight or went through a surgery to lose weight and after that you want to like just get rid of the skin that was remaining, that's more understandable than just young girls wanting to look perfect out of the box. I would recommend to those girls who are young and feel that they want to have a, a perfect body, first of all, love yourself for who you are. Remember that people get attracted to you, not by necessarily how you look, but what energy you emanate. If it is nice and enjoyable to be next to you, what is your added value? That's your beauty. What do you bring to the table? How are your conversations like? What is in your brain? Because at the end of the day, even with plastic surgery or not, we all are going to age. That's inevitable. Even if you maintain yourself well and continue to do plastic surgery or Botox or, th or stay healthy and, and fit, you're still going to age. Appearance is going to fade away. But what you have inside, that is what's going to flourish. And there's where you have to focus most of your energy. If you don't love yourself, there, nobody is going to be able to fulfill that emptiness, even if they love you back. I struggle with self-esteem my whole life due to multiple reasons. I was bullied in my family all the time with weight, pressure, going through million and one diets, always not looking good enough for them. So much that it got to a point that I was looking myself in the mirror, feeling good with myself, but I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not seeing the right me. <laughs> I don't see I'm overweight, but maybe, maybe it's me that I'm, I'm changing the perception of the mirror. If they say I'm fat, it must be because I'm fat. And it was only when I moved here at 22 years old that I found some pictures here that we brought like in a box, old pictures. And one day, those pictures fall from the cabinet and I was looking at them and I started crying, crying, crying. And my mother came and she said, why are you crying? And I said, because I was never fat. And I was tortured my whole life thinking that I was obese when I was never obese. Why did you guys do that to me? So after that moment, that epiphany moment, I have started a process of self-healing and self-love and, and acceptance, etc. As I said, I've gained 20 pounds in the last two years. That's not part of the self-acceptance. I do want to lose some weight. But I, I do something every, every day because before I couldn't see myself in the mirror. I was the type of person that would avoid my own image before I get to the shower. Now, when I'm ready to go to the shower or I see myself in the mirror any time in the day, I tell my body, I love you no matter what. And I love you when you're skinny and when you're fat. I love you when it's good and when it's bad. I love you with everything and I love you with nothing. I hug myself and then I get to the shower or get going. And that phrase of self-appreciation and love has also made me realize how much I appreciate my organs, my skin, my hair, my eyes, my arm, my body, everything. To a point that I don't know if I'm ever gonna get that breast implant reduction that I want to do, maybe in the future, maybe after I have kids, I don't know. Probably I will. I'm not opposed, again, to plastic surgery and anybody who's listened to this episode. I just wanted to bring a little bit of awareness of where it comes from. How are the statistics right now about plastic surgery? And to make you think, really, really think, is it beauty natural or crafted? 
Beauty cannot be crafted. You can have a beautiful, perfect, made or natural body. But beauty, true beauty, is who you really are. The energy you emanate, your personality, the way you communicate with others, your charisma, your compassion, your thoughts, your words. That's beauty. And that can never be crafted. That can be nourished and you can evolve, but that cannot be crafted. You cannot cut and paste and fix somebody's personality like on a surgery, right? It has to be an evolution from the self. So I invite all of you to think what is your type of beauty? And if you want to go through plastic surgery, if you think it's going to help you, do it. But go beyond that. Don't do it thinking that that's going to fix your self-image necessarily or your type of beauty. Because every single person has a unique type of beauty that cannot be mirrored, that cannot be matched. If we all would look the same, like from a fabric where everybody is like so beautiful, same size of breast, booties, noses, everything the same, it wouldn't be beautiful anymore. And if you're a horrible person or a bad human being, it doesn't matter how good you look from the outside. It has no meaning. So don't put your heart into how you look outside. Always strive to be at your best and especially to be healthy and to feel good with yourself. If you were going to do some rhinoplasty and that's going to boost your self-esteem, do it. But go beyond that. Make sure at the same time you're recuperating from the surgery, you also are recuperating from your self-image defeating thoughts. We all have them. I still have mine. When I'm trying to fit on a jean that doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> or when I'm really eating healthy and then I slip one day and I gain weight. But plastic surgery should be an aid and not necessarily a complete fix or solution of our self-image. Now there's something called facial harmonization. <laughs> if you haven't heard that, it's very famous in Brazil. And it's amazing what they're doing right now to harmonize the face of somebody, not even with plastic surgery. These are small, minor procedures that go with, it's called fillers. You can do that. Like you can do anything that you feel will make you feel better, but make sure you go to your psychological part, to your emotional part, to your personal life, to your health and your nutrition, and you reconsider what beauty really is for you and what is your type of beauty. Because I am sure it doesn't matter how many plastic surgeries you have done or not done. Beauty for you and your type of beauty cannot and will not be crafted. Because you are unique and you have to remember that. Bring the best out of yourself and who you are. Create your own brand. Who you are, who do you want to be, and who you are inside is the only type of beauty that will remain. I hope you guys enjoy my episode. Enjoy learning about plastic surgery and where it came from and what are the statistics about it and that you all rethink what beauty really means to you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.